This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we soldier on on this frigid Monday afternoon, but uh, things are going to warm up towards the middle of the week. We're told actually rain may be anticipated on Wednesday with a high of plus three. So there you go. It's kind of a slingshot through the week, and uh, numbers are apt to change. You know, it's kind of like poll results. Uh, I guess, you know, there are certain vagaries built into the equation, and I've just got to bring up to uh, mind this poll that's been conducted by uh, OPSU. Nanos did the research, and they said that Doug Ford is taking Ontarians in the wrong direction. Let's find out uh, exactly why that would be. Warren Smokey Thomas is the president of OPSU. That's the big public service union in the province, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Smokey, good to have you back on board. You've gone after Doug Ford. You say the polls show that he's taking the province in the wrong direction. This is a Nanos poll, right? You guys commissioned that poll? Yeah, we did. We had Nick Nanos do it, and he's very well respected in the polling community, and uh, we're willing to share the, the whole poll results we gave it out to the media today there's some interesting things in there and the questions we ask we want to know exactly what people of ontario think on a whole host of issues so for i'll give you one example in doug's favor Mm -hmm. is that people don't seem to care how close a cannabis shop is to a school i was a bit surprised by that not totally but and then so you know so for me and my union um we want to understand when we're making arguments and making suggestions and uh, that we're, you know, not heading off totally in the wrong direction. And but what the polling did show is that uh, a lot of uh, Ontarians uh, uh, fear that Doug is heading in the wrong direction, on a, on a, particularly on public services. And uh, so those results were, I, I think, quite surprising. Well, um, let me ask you, on the public service thing, uh, what was the actual specific question asked? Uh, well, a number of questions, John. I will send the the whole poll down to you. Or I'll get a email down to you. Sure. But so the the key, one of the keys there was nine out of ten people think that in a, in uh, tackling the deficit, he'll cut public services, and that will affect them personally. And I will if he cuts public services. Uh, the people thought the the two biggest things that were figure this out. The two people, the two things that people worry about the most are the deficit and then Doug Ford. Deficits, 15.4% of people rate that as their highest worry. Doug Ford second at 15.2, then uh, then the environment, then you know, then social services, then like the whole list goes on down. Healthcare is way down uh, the list. So, so some of these things were uh, quite revealing. Well, they didn't and, uh, they didn't mention the debt at all. I mean, at 30, 340 billion dollars, where the interest yeah. being service is the fourth biggest item in the budget. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, the deficit was the first the first worry. The most, the thing that Ontarians worry about the most is the deficit, and then Doug Ford, which I, I find kind of, you know, because they're, they're, when, you, when you dig into the polling more and all the questions asked, we tried to be as objective as I could and a few open-end questions. I didn't design the poll. I had people that were smarter at that than me do it. But they're worried about what, the Ford, what Doug Ford's going to do, and they're also worried about the deficit. But what they're saying is, they don't want to see public services cut to address the deficit. They'd rather see the government explore other options like revenue generating, uh, generating more revenue. They actually, most people think the tax system's unfair. They'd like to see them uh, look at the tax structure uh, and, and not penalize low-income earners. And he's done. And so it's uh, it was astounding when I when I read it last week, and we said, "Geez, we need to share this," and um, and. 
So when I did a press conference today, you know, a couple of reporters said to me, well, you know, where can they save money? I said, oh, boy, oh, boy, I can give you a long list of that stuff. Where well, you let's start with that, because, okay, if this is one of the concerns, I'm wondering how we square that circle. If this guy's got to yeah. tackle a $15 billion deficit, they say they've got it down now to 14.5, so they've already started to find efficiencies, and they're uh, retrenching on health care. That's going to be a mammoth project going forward. We don't know yeah. the specifics just yet. It was announced last week. Uh, where would you save the money if you're the head of a public service union? So where we can point them to save money is a few areas. One, the use of consultants. The liberals, that uh, Mike Harris started it, were using consultants to replace frontline workers. The liberals were going to get rid of them, then didn't. So for, I'll give you a quick example. In the IT world, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of consultants who do the exact same work as my members do. My members, let's say, for example, let's say they make 30 bucks an hour. The people working for the, uh, for the temp agency, right, the, the consultants, right, mm-hmm. who they hire, are making 15 bucks an hour. But the temp agency is charging the government 90 bucks an hour. And there are thousands of those positions left in the government still. And what we're saying is, Get rid of those consultants. I don't know why Dalton McGinty, he started and then he stopped. You know, taking them out and bringing back in frontline workers who are, you know, cost about a third of the money. The, the other area is in labor relations. Uh, in the broader public sector, there's, you know, a few thousand agencies out there. They, the vast majority of them use high-priced law firms to do their bargaining. What we've always said is, why don't you know? And oftentimes, I can tell you right now, the legal bill is probably far more than the whole the whole settling the contract cost. Because he's, we had a, I can tell you a case where a lawyer was flying to Sarnia every day to bargain, so you get two or three hours of bargaining. But he was billing from the time he left the home to go to the airport to that, and that that bill for that lawyer had to be worth about five times what the the, the meager raise the workers got. That there's. Um, all right, so uh, if you had these private consultants, uh, they were next. I mean, somebody's got to figure out the best ways forward, and this is, why, I guess, why they have these consultants. Who would do that uh, type of uh, planning and uh, all the operational thing? Would that be public sector guys? Yes, they, they would rebuild their internal capacity. Uh, let me. So remember the SAMS debacle, John? That, right. Like that whole SAMS computer system? Okay. Our folks internally told the government it wouldn't work and they wouldn't listen. The consultant said it would work and look what happened. You know, a couple, another $100 million more. And it's the same company that did the Phoenix payroll system. So what we're, we're, we're you know, what I want to get is, is some tables with the government to put concrete examples of these things. And, but along with that, Here's how you can rectify it. Here's how you can fix it. Here's the steps that you would take that won't get you into trouble with my union or other unions or, or, or anything like that. All right. But so, and Doug have, Ford, I mean, if he's sincere about wanting to find efficiencies, uh, I'm sure he'd sit down with you. Have you talked to him, approached him at all? Oh, well, I, 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 he hasn't met with me yet. I've been trying to meet with him ever since he got elected. I wrote him the day after I saw him in July at the throne speech. He said, yeah, we got to meet. And I said, I'm looking forward to the day we meet and talk. So I've met with a couple of cabinet ministers who, frankly, uh, don't appear to have the authority to do too much. All right, one but... other area, though, John, where, where the government can save money, and they're doing it, and, uh, and my hat's off to them. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at the number of managers they have uh, in the government, but they, they tell me they're going to look in the broader public service as well. There's just way too many bosses. And I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but if you don't add anything to the value chain, 
then why do you have it? And But I'm looking for a commitment from the Premier because he's going to downsize management by 8000 And what I'm hoping he'll do is take those savings and reinvest them in. And if he wants a portion to the deficit, great, but put some back into the front line where vacancies haven't been filled for years. Where you know there's things at risk here: our water, the environment, our you know our forests and natural resources. They've all been drastically cut by the Liberals, and you know put put some resources back into the front line. And I I, I think he'd do that. He does appear to be you know, well. He says he's for the for the people. So well, if you see hold, on healthcare. I, I mentioned healthcare, Smokey. Last week yep. I, I, they made the announcement. Uh, this is going to be something that'll. It, it's almost like an omnibus approach to healthcare. Uh, I don't know if they'll fold the lens into uh, this new operational thing that Ruben Devlin, I guess, is going to be the point person on uh, with uh, Christine Elliott. Uh, are you optimistic that that might be a better way of uh, providing healthcare in the province? Well, yes. So what I hope though happens though is those workers that do the work in the lens, right, so the frontline work, I hope that they don't get eliminated as well. If he wants to, we, we think the lens are bloated bureaucracies and, and frankly, uh, dysfunctional in several parts of the province. That's what I hear from my members who work there and who have to interact. Right. Uh, so, But I hope, you know, there's an example of where if he does it right, it'll be, uh, I'll say kudos to him, but he's, I hope he will listen to people on how to do it right so but you're saying you're saying there are efficiencies to be found in the public oh, sector. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, and you're willing to sit down and uh, break bread and talk about these things and even offer up suggestions. John, if I had to get down and bend a knee and ask them, I would. I guess I I, I, want, I want some tables with the government and even with the liberals when they would sit and talk to us, we help them find a way a way through the mess to come up to an agreement, you know, solutions that work for everybody. Like, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet, but I'm just smart enough to put smart people at those tables that know the subject matter or or the service or, you know, like know an inside out and understand it. And in and, and a way, I have a lot of smart people in my leadership and in the membership that can say, but did you consider this or what would you think of this? And actually sit down and have those productive, I want to have productive conversations and to do things right, I don't want them to make mistakes, because when governments make mistakes, people hurt and people suffer. All right, so what you're saying is uh, you'd like to be at the table when they do their line-by-line review of spending, and they're going to launch oh. this new Audit and Accountability Committee. I'd like to be at that, yeah, for sure. I'd like to have some people involved in that. Smokey, Absolutely. what do you say to uh, when the uh, Conservative government, they just uh, released a quick sheet of facts. In 2018, the government saved $3.2 billion by finding efficiencies without compromising frontline services. You agree with that? Yeah. Uh, in the main, I do. But, but in finding some of those efficiencies, for example, like small budget items, like in the interior of disability services, there was a story in the newspaper in the weekend you know, they cut funding to a small, uh, a small, what would be really a small amount of funding to uh, a program that helped people with uh, autism, like people that reintegrate into society. Mm-hmm. And those kind of cuts are, are, to me, there's a whole bunch of things they've done on the, you know, what, we, what they would call nickel and dime, but they make a tremendous uh, difference in people's lives. And they, for short-term pain, or for short-term gain, sorry, you could get some long-term pain. So... Some of these things, like I'd like to be able to sit and talk to the premier and cabinet ministers and say, you know, when you did this one, did you think of this? Because if it comes up through Treasury, right, up to the Ministry of Finance, they're only looking at numbers. I had this issue with the Liberals for 15 years. 
all they looked at was numbers. They didn't look at people. And so, you know, and if, if Doug's really for the people, uh, you know, I'd like to sit to him and say, but here's who you hurt with that decision. Would you think about putting it back? And, you know, the, the, the child and youth advocate, for example, uh, for a small amount of money, I have no idea why, why. You know, so some of those savings, I think at the end of the day, if, if he was, I think if we could make the case to him and say, but here's the, here's the, what happens in, with the fallout of that decision, I think perhaps that they might not have made some of the decisions they've made. All right, Smokey, uh, I've got to let you go on that note. I've gotten the point that you're uh, willing to sit down and uh, at least try to impress upon him that you've got some insight uh, based on frontline work and all the rest of that. So uh, who knows? You know, he may just... I'm sure he's open-minded for that because his first and foremost goal is to uh, find efficiencies and save money uh, because he does run on the banner, of course, being for the people. So uh, maybe you guys can work in conjunction. I'll leave you now. You've given us some food for thought, though, and I appreciate your weighing in, Smokey. Okay, thank you. Thanks, 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 man. I really appreciate you. Uh, okay, Warren Smokey Thomas, he's the head of OPSU. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.